What you do during your workout will determine how fast you build muscle, get stronger, and improve your overall body composition. And if you focus on the wrong things during your workout, you're gonna slow down your progress, get demotivated, and eventually hit a plateau. That's why today I wanna go over nine things that you should do during every single one of your workouts to get faster results. And the truth is we can talk about the structure of your workout all day long, but if you're not focused or in the zone during your workouts, it's gonna be very difficult to push yourself to the next level and see those results that you're after. That's why the first simple scientifically proven tip is to listen to your favorite music during every workout. Many studies show that simply putting on some headphones and listening to your favorite songs can actually improve athletic performance. The music is able to boost performance most likely in one of two ways, by either delaying fatigue onset or increasing work capacity. According to a study led by well-known sports psychologists, the effect of music led to higher than expected levels of endurance, power, productivity, or strength. And there are many other studies that point in the same direction and come to the same conclusion. Specifically, the research shows that music can increase strength endurance, and faster-paced motivational music has been shown to boost workout performance better than neutral or slower-paced music. For example, in a study that looked at the effect that music had on how high the participants chose to ramp up their speed on a treadmill, the researchers found that while listening to faster-paced music, participants were able to increase their pace and distance traveled without becoming any more tired. Aside from increased energy and motivation, music is able to reduce fatigue, most likely because it helps distract you from the pain that a particular exercise is causing you. And this fits very well with my personal experience. Some of my personal best strength gains have come right after I spent a good amount of time creating a brand new playlist full of new songs that would really help pump me up. So if you've been listening to the same songs for months now, I suggest that you spend some time searching for new music that actually motivates you because I believe it makes a huge difference that's hard to fully quantify in studies. Something else that you'll wanna do is drink water throughout your workout. This will help you replace fluids that you lose through sweat, and that has a beneficial effect on performance. If you don't sweat much during your workout, this isn't quite as important, but either way, Definitely don't make the mistake of getting a sports drink full of sugar instead of water because research doesn't show much of a beneficial effect from intra-workout carbohydrates, which are carbs that you take in specifically during your workout. So unless you're really low on carbs in general, it'll only add extra sugar to your diet without improving performance. So stick to water, especially when you're sweating. Another simple but highly powerful tip to increase focus is to eliminate distractions during every workout. And mostly this is done by putting your phone on silent and listening to a set playlist so you don't have to keep checking on your phone. It's very common for people to come into their workout ready to train hard and then when they go to check their phone for just a minute, an unexpected email or message pops up which leads to a significant delay between sets. Not only does this mean that your workout will last much longer than it has to, but these kinds of distractions also prevent you from reaching a flow state or they can pull you out of that flow state which takes time to get back into. And like I said, if you're not focused, it doesn't matter if you have the best workout routine in the world. You're not gonna give it your best, which is more important. It's no surprise that your phone can decrease focus since research clearly shows that having a smartphone within reach can reduce available cognitive capacity. So set your phone to play your music and don't check it again until the end of your workout. As far as the workout itself, something that you absolutely must do to see progress is apply progressive overload. 
This essentially means that you need to make your workout harder over time and continuously place more stress on your body than what it's used to. By doing that, you give your muscles a reason to improve and develop. But without doing that, your body would much rather not waste precious energy on building and maintaining more metabolically expensive muscle tissue, so you won't see the results that you were hoping for. Now, there are many ways you can apply progressive overload. For example, you can try to lift heavier weights over time. Alternatively, you can try to keep the weight the same and increase the number of reps or the number of sets that you perform per workout. You can keep reps, sets, and weight load all the same and simply decrease rest time between your sets. You can also increase training frequency and, for example, hit your legs three times a week instead of twice a week to add more of a stressor to your lower body and stimulate growth. And there are other ways too, like increasing range of motion for your exercises or reducing stability. But by far, one of the most effective and most straightforward ways to apply progressive overload and build muscle as a natural is by focusing on getting stronger, which essentially is the point of resistance training to begin with. And the science confirms that there's a close relationship between strength and size. That's why research has found that the more weight that participants can bench press, the more mass they typically have on their pecs. There's also other evidence that shows that there's a strong relationship between fat-free mass and performance in Olympic weightlifters. And this relationship is even more obvious in powerlifters, with an 85 to 95% correlation between the amount of fat-free mass, or essentially the amount of muscle mass that these powerlifters have, and the amount that they're able to lift. That's close to 100% correlation. So if you wanna gain muscle, focus on getting stronger by simply increasing the weight you use over time. Consistently adding a small amount of weight, like the two and a half pound plates on each side of the bar every now and then will add up to big strength and size gains over time. Now, since progressive overload is so important, tracking your workout performance is another thing that you should do every workout to maximize your results. Without tracking your progress, you might not remember how much weight you used and exactly how many reps you performed during your last workout, let alone the workouts that you performed weeks, months, or even years ago. The main things to track are the exercises you did, how much weight you used, and how many sets and reps you performed. So keep it super simple, you can just track your performance with a notebook and a pen. There are of course apps that you can use, but again, we wanna minimize phone distractions, so a simple journal or notebook could work a lot better. Now, even though you'll want to ensure progressive overload, it's also very important to not get sloppy and to maintain good form during every workout. So no ego lifting. Don't try to lift more weight than you actually can. Keep in mind that most of the injuries that happen are preventable because most of the time, they're the result of ignoring proper form and instead having your ego take over. Ego lifting is a real problem, specifically for guys. Data shows that as of 2019, more than half of all gym members are female. But according to research, men are six times more likely to suffer a weightlifting injury compared to females. So while it might be tempting to increase the weight on the bar at all costs, it's not worth it if your form becomes compromised. With that said, you should also be struggling, so your last one to two reps for every set may look a little sloppy because you're pushing yourself through fatigue. But if you're performing quarter reps or rounding your spine during deadlifts, it's a sign that you need to drop the weight and work your way back up with proper form. 
Speaking of quarter reps, you'll want to perform almost all your exercises through a full range of motion during every workout. Research is clear on the fact that going through a full range of motion is better than a partial range of motion. For example, one study had two groups perform the same exact bicep workouts for 10 weeks. The only difference between the groups was that one group did partial reps and the other did full reps and the participants in the full range of motion group ended up building more muscle on their biceps. In another similar eight-week-long study, the legs were tested with exercises like squats, lunges, and leg presses. Again, the only difference between the groups was that one was performing partial reps while the other one did full reps. Once again, participants that performed full reps gained much more muscle on their legs. Another important thing that you should be doing during every single workout is listening to your body. You've probably heard the tagline, no pain, no gain. And while it is true that you need to train hard to see results, that doesn't mean you should ignore signals from your body. During some workouts, a certain joint might feel achy or you might feel weaker than normal for a whole string of workouts. These signals tend to happen for a reason. Often it's your body indicating that something's wrong, which is why you shouldn't ignore it. For example, let's say your elbows hurt during skull crushers or your wrists hurt during barbell curls. Even though you can try to train through that pain, it's probably better to find an alternative exercise that doesn't cause pain. So instead of skull crushers, you could perform another tricep exercise like the cable pushdown or cable overhead tricep extensions. Believe it or not, it's generally a bad idea to train through pain. Research indicates that listening to your body and avoiding pain is a very good way to auto-regulate your training when you're injured. And even in some rare cases where training through the pain can be beneficial for short-term recovery from an injury, it turns out that not training through pain provides similar long-term results according to a 2017 meta-analysis. So not training through pain is safer and in the long run doesn't negatively affect your results. This is especially true for strength training injuries as most strength training injuries are overuse injuries. Keep in mind, I'm not saying to skip workouts since there's almost always something else that you can do that doesn't cause pain. Even if you have a broken foot, you can still work more on your upper body while your foot recovers. Now, another important thing to do is to optimize the order of your exercises for each workout, meaning not all exercises should be given the same level of priority. The main reason for this is that you make better progress on exercises and muscle groups that you train first in a workout. On the other hand, exercises and muscles that you train later on in the workout will progress at a slower rate. So if you have a lagging muscle group that you want to see grow, it's really helpful to set up a workout structure that will allow you to position exercises targeting that muscle closer to the beginning of your workout. Just keep two general rules of thumb in mind. One is that it's better to perform your lower rep, heavier weight exercises before you perform the higher rep, lighter weight ones. Doing higher rep training before your heavy lifts actually hurts your performance on the heavier loads. And you would think that the same would apply vice versa, but when you do heavy low rep sets first and then perform your higher rep exercises afterwards, it actually doesn't negatively affect you in the same way. The second thing you want to remember is that it's typically best to position your largest muscle groups and compound exercises first before moving on to isolation exercises targeting that same muscle. So even if your goal is to build bigger biceps, if you happen to structure your workouts with barbell rows in the same day, it's typically best to position them before your bicep curls since rows also recruit the very large muscles of your back in addition to the biceps and they typically require much heavier weight loads. So it's best to do them first while you're still fresh. On the other hand, pre-fatiguing a muscle with an isolation exercise first creates a weak link during the compound movement, which reduces work capacity and muscle activation. Finally, last but not least, 
you want to make sure you take five to 10 minutes to perform a proper warm up. This will help you reduce your risk of injury and it'll actually help boost performance by improving flexibility, blood flow, oxygen availability, and nervous system speed and efficiency. Just make sure that you're not relying on static or isometric stretches because they can actually reduce performance. Plus, even though you've been taught since you were a kid in gym class to do these kinds of stretches, a meta-analysis of over 360 studies wasn't able to find that static stretching had any beneficial effect on injury prevention. So instead of static stretching, step one is to just raise your body temperature. You can do this by walking on a treadmill, doing some jumping jacks, or even getting into a sauna. Raising your body temperature improves blood flow to your muscles, your metabolic activity, your muscle activation, and of course, flexibility. Step two isn't mandatory, but you can include dynamic stretches, which are essentially active stretches that don't impair strength, power, or endurance. An example is performing Frankensteins to warm up your hamstrings instead of a static sit and reach. Again, you don't have to do these, but you definitely want to do step three, which is to progressively perform warm-up sets specifically for the exercise that you start your workout with. I recommend anywhere from three to five warm-up sets leading up to the weight that you want to use. The first set would be really light, for example, using just the weight of the barbell itself. And each warm-up set after that, you should up the weight proportionally, getting closer and closer to the heavy weight load that you intend to lift for your actual sets. So those are nine things you should do during every single workout. And keep in mind, whether your main goal is fat loss or building muscle, you will need to adjust your diet and training regimen over time as things change. So if you wanna skip all that trial and error, or if you just need any extra help in general, you can head on over to my website where we have everything from done for you programs that are helping my clients drop 20 pounds or 5% of their body fat in just 42 days to one-on-one -on -one coaching and maintenance plans for longer term goals. To find out more, you can click the link below in the description, or you can head on over to my website directly at gravitytransformation.com. I'll see you guys soon.